This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. Welcome to FM Evolution. I'm your host, Sean Black, and we are here today with a super special guest. We're still at PRISM 2019, which is now Connects, right? And so I'm here with Michael Bear at Sunland Asphalt. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, thanks for having me. I'm glad to have you guys here. A big part of what we deal with is, you know, uh, with uh, FM Evolution is facility management. And uh, I don't think you could have much management without having what you guys do. The asphalt end of things is a big deal, especially for retail. And, uh, you know, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for having us. No, I agree. We are. Uh it's it's recurring business. It's a huge yeah. part of your you know your facility, and and we're happy to help people out with their. Tell me about needs. your journey, man. How did you guys get started? How long has uh, Sunland been around? So Sunland's been around for forty years. Okay. So it's wow. been around for forty years. We are still uh, we're still run by our founder, uh, Doug oh, DeCleason. A great, great individual, and we also have several family members in the business. Uh, Sunland started as a pavement maintenance, seal coat, stripe company. Gotcha. So right from the roots of Sunland, we've yeah. dealt with big facilities and facility management. From the get-go. Um, you know, and, and now you fast forward to 2019. This is our 40th year. And we're getting oh, ready congratulations. for yeah, big, big 40th year celebrations this year. So everybody's excited about that. And uh, we, so we came from one, one man doing seal coat and striping to just under 600 employees. I think last, last HR meeting, we had just under 600 employees. Wow. We do about $200 million worth of uh, asphalt maintenance a year in the United States. That's amazing. Yes. I had no idea you guys were that big. Yeah, so it's, uh, and, and a lot of people don't. You know, last, last year we did work in 38 different states on parking lots. Wow. So. That's an incredible challenge. Listen, just that by itself is a huge demand on you guys. Just the logistics alone of managing that. It is, and logistics are getting harder and harder uh, as as footprints of different customers grow. It always is difficult to try to be able to capture that work and perform it in a timely manner. Uh, and, you know, right now we're sitting in Denver, Colorado that has, I think last I read, right. was 1.8% unemployment. Oh so gosh. we're in the construction market and we're in the facility management market. Uh, and there's not a whole lot of people going into that market right yeah. now. And it's our, our biggest strategic weakness. You know, when we flew into Denver, it was like 70 degrees. It's beautiful. And then it started snowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just by itself, the environment alone is going to be a challenge for you. And yeah. 30 different, 38 different states. Yep. That's incredible. No, and I mean, and, and it's a challenge for, I think that the closest industry to asphalt yeah. is probably roofing. Okay, And sure. we end up kind of in the same stuff. We have a project going for uh, a mobile, it's not mobile mini, but it they do mobile little computer things all over the place. But wow, okay. here in Denver, and it was supposed to be done this week, and it's snowing. It's snowing. You know what I mean? It's snowing. But <laughs> on the flip side, the roofing company that's also on the same project called me yesterday morning. Yeah, like, oh, we're my not gosh. Working. Now we're pushed out. And right. this project's been pushed over and over. So it's it's one of the hard things about asphalt and, and roofing is you have to have decent weather to do it. I think, you know, if for any company who is working in that many different states, 
with that is going to be one of their bigger challenges is there's a lot unknown in what we do and what you guys do. Mm -hmm. You just don't know what's going to happen and weather is one of those factors that will just drive back a project. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, weather weather is probably our biggest contributor to a push schedule out of anything. And and that goes it's also a big contributor to change orders and things like that yeah. that nobody likes to yeah, hear. No, no one, no one wants to hear that at all. Especially when you're having to do it because of the weather. It's, it's just an awful thing. The only other person that's hated more than a change order are the snowplow guys. Yeah. Nobody likes to pay their snowplow bill when it's <laughs> 70 degrees out either. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. No one can be mad at you for it, but they nope. still are. Yeah. It's, it's not me, man. It's the snow. <laughs> yeah. How does it affect for maintenance for you guys? Like, is that a big challenge for working with retailers? Um, is weather a big component for what you guys do as far as maintenance-wise? You know, weather is a huge component. Uh, it, it just really is. It's probably the one thing that pushes us the most. The other thing, you know, working with retailers is all about speed. It's okay. all about speed and all about how quickly you can get to their project because yeah, it's, right. it's not just a matter of it looking good. You know, we do have certain clients that their parking lots look unbelievable. You know, you take, uh, take a Chick-fil-A. You've never been on a Chick-fil-A parking lot that isn't in perfect shape. Well, if the weather is awful, then yeah. it's hard to keep those in perfect shape. But on, on the flip side of it is the safety side. So a lot of our big retailers are so safety first focused. Uh, it's it's unbelievable in the the way that construction was done five or ten years ago yeah. to now. You know, for me to get into a meeting with one of the top ten big retailers in the United States, one of the first questions that they're asking is what is your guys' safety program like and what's your rating? And you know, until five to seven years ago, we just really didn't look at right. that. Now we look at it, and you know, I'm proud to say Sunland has a .62 EMR rating, which is unbelievably low for construction. So we can get into those meetings and meet with people about their parking lots because they know we're going to do it safe and we're going to keep them safe. Safety's a big deal right now. you got to keep those clients safe when they're coming in. It's a big yeah. liability for the retailers. But you know, more than all, it's just good business, really. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What about ADA? Like, how does that play in for you guys? Well, going back to keeping your clients safe, you know, ADA has changed over the last 15 years as well because it's there's there's been such a huge focus on yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. And and it's it's stringent. I mean, in in parking lots, it's something that's hard to hit, but you have to do it. Uh, it's hard to achieve a fully ADA compliant lot. But, you know, when you're talking about the big retailers and even small ones, nobody wants somebody to get hurt on their parking lot. Absolutely not. So reacting to ADA compliance stuff, you know, there were properties that were built five, six years ago. And their grandfather, yeah. No longer ADA compliant. That's right. Exactly. So, um, and, and people are, are making money by pointing out the deficiencies That's in right. ADA. That's right. And it's brutal for, you know, for a facility manager. The industry as a whole, that's a plague. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I understand. It's important. Everyone wants to be compliant. And, but I think there are definitely some characters out there that take advantage of that. Yeah. And that's an unfortunate thing. Yeah. You know, being as large as you are too, I mean, ADA compliance in all those different states has got to be they're not all the same. I mean, there's like a federal standard, right? Yeah, there's a federal standard, and then you have local local standards too, and then you also have you know businesses that are forward-looking and forward-thinking yeah. that are even more stringent than the standards. 
And that's what we're increasingly running into with, it seems, you know, it seems like the pharmacies, you know, the CVSs, the Walgreens, those of the world are a little bit forward thinking on this because their standards That's are even stricter than the ADA ones. So every state has its different challenges. You know, in working in 38 states last year, uh, I can tell you even the stuff that hit my desk as far as ADA compliance issues with work that we had done, that we have to go back out, make sure that it's right, make sure that everything, just because sometimes things change. That's right. It's constant moving target. We're located in California, so. Yeah, the target is constantly, constantly. moving at 1,000 miles yeah. an hour. And you know, you bring up California, California is a really good example. So. Uh, California is a state that we haven't really pushed into too much okay. because of all the compliance issues and different things. So Makes when sense. you have large retailers like Walmart's, Home Depot's, those type of people that are having, you know, they're having to, they kind of try to set the standard by whoever's the strictest. So it's getting pushed. So some of those oh California gosh, things man. are getting pushed across. It is hard. I know. I feel like California leads the nation in uh, regulations. Yeah. And a good way. We love you, California. Don't you worry about that. But uh, yeah, no, man, that's that's good. It's got to be. I know. You know, one of the things I was thinking about. We, we talked about earlier is um, being able to man, get the man, the manpower to be able to perform. Right. That's. I know with us in in, in construction, it's it's difficult. And not only is it difficult, but you, especially if you're growing and you're expanding into other markets. Yeah. Does that affect you guys as well? Massively. Yeah. So manpower, I'm telling you, it, it is really, really hard. So it goes back to culture of the company. So it's so hard to get people making sure, you know, and, and when you walk into Sunland's corporate offices or any of our outlying offices too, there's a thing on the wall that says we want to be the best place in the world to work. Nice. Well, that's two-sided. So it's a really great right. thing to say, but on the flip side, coming from the leadership team of Sunland, we also need to be the best place in the world to work. Otherwise, to. people aren't going to stay with us. Not in this so, market. No, they're not That's because right. they have options to go anywhere. So it's really, really important. You know, we try so hard and we spend so much time and money on recruiting that once once the guys are there, we have to make sure that they want to stay there. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They offer everything from clearing drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They're ready to be on site 24 hours a day, seven days a week. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or on the web at cgpconstruction.com. Reach out today. What do you think is like the most important from a cultural standpoint to be able to do with your with your team? Like, what are you finding? What works best for you guys? You know, it, the thing is we've grown so fast. So yes. now we're at 600 employees this time last year we were probably at about 450 employees. Wow, that's a um, huge growth. I think that in the, we've kind of broken Sunland up into groups, into small enough groups that everybody kind of gets a personal touch. There was a survey that was done, it was eight or 10 years ago, yeah. that said that the number one reason 
that people quit a construction job is because they were given a nickname within the first 24 hours or 48 hours. I don't remember how long it was. Crazy. A nickname. Now, they didn't tell anybody that. A nickname. A nickname that they didn't like. So then those people <laughs> in the exit interviews said, well, I was given a nickname. I didn't like the nickname. And so that's why I quit my job. So I think it goes down <laughs> to the, the fact of the matter of, listen, you just have to be your culture is huge and I it's culture is the hot ticket word for right. everybody that says that it is it culture. is a big thing you know we're, we're actually sitting across from facility source CBRE right. facility yes. source the uh, the CEO of facility source which I it's it's a huge business now I mean they were bought by CBRE last right. year it's huge massive. change the CEO I've seen him walk by three or four times over there it's another company that's done a really good job of building unbelievable culture right but I don't think that you build it, I think that it's just the people that you hire. You hire really solid people yeah. that want to be there and enjoy what they're doing. Yep. And you know, and the ones that don't, find them someplace else to go. If I have an employee that says, you know what, this just isn't for me, okay. I have a lot of contacts. I bet I can find you I'll someplace you. to go yeah. because if you're not good for me, you'll be good for somebody right. else. You that you know that's a big thing because if they're not being if they're not happy or they're not successful with you then let's let's help them do that somewhere else. Yep. It's not that they're not a good employee, they're just maybe not a good fit for what you guys are doing. Exactly. You Sometimes know? you just don't fit a culture. You know, you can have the best culture in the world for me, but right. maybe that doesn't mesh with somebody else. I mean, I can throw my wife into the perfect example. What I enjoy and where I enjoy working and fast pace and whatever I like, the opposite is what she's going to enjoy. So it's not that she wouldn't be productive somewhere. Right. She would be very productive in an environment that I would find grueling and awful. So yeah. finding those that people one, <laughs> or moving them internally to where you know, where they're going to be effective, yeah. I think is a big part of culture too. And so we you, try to do that. You really too, you've really got to drive that message oh, yeah. and continuously drive that message and focus relentlessly on uh, making sure that everyone uh, is a good fit for the, for the company. Oh yeah. Especially in 38 states. Yeah. <laughs> you got like a whole division just for that. Always driving, always driving. No, I mean, and it's, it, you're right. You always do have to drive it. And same thing with the safety. You know, I think it's similar to safety. Culture is similar to safety, and, and then safety goes into your culture. Yeah. But you have to constantly, you know, be driving that. And one of the, our safety director came up, which he is actually, he's in the military. He's in Djibouti, Africa right now. But he came up with a deal at our strategic planning last year that was make safety contagious. And so, you know, we have that all the way down through the guys that are shoving at, shoveling asphalt make safety contagious because now it's part of our culture. And that's, you know, that's what's important to us. We want to make sure everybody gets home safe. You know, as much as we want to make parking lots safe for everybody, our guys are out on the roads, they're in parking lots, they're around traffic. Yep. We want to make sure that everybody gets home safely. Yeah, so. That's a big deal. That's pretty exciting. I mean, the fact that you guys... I mean, I don't know. Asphalt is it's one of those things that I think people take for granted a little bit, just a yeah. little bit. You know, it's everywhere. You're walking on it. But it, there's so much that goes into it, clearly, so much that goes into not just the product but the installation but the people that are part of that oh, process. Yeah, yeah so. and I think that that's it. And, and our business is nothing without people. The, you know, asphalt hasn't changed that much right. in the last 60 years. 
I mean, we are still laying it with a machine that is more or less the same. Now we have computers and we have different things and we have great control. But for the fact of the matter is our product and, and the way we lay it is pretty much the same. And it requires a massive amount of yeah. labor. So right. uh, our people really are. And all the way through corporate too. I mean, we, uh, we're at this trade show. We have a new trade show booth. And our marketing team put together the trade show booth. It looks amazing. So, so to have the people to be able to do this stuff is just unbelievable. That's insane. So. Well, you know, just to kind of wrap up, I want to ask you, like, what's next for Sunland? Like, what do you guys, what's, what do you see on your horizon? So just recently at Sunland, we actually started making asphalt. So we are a material supplier too. Okay. So when I think about the big new things that are, are kind of on, on the cusp for yeah. Sunland is we went into the material business and that's, that's huge for us. That you know, we deal. are the largest asphalt buyer in the state of Arizona. Wow. So it, it made a lot of sense for us to go into that. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see those, you know, the fruits of that kind of across some of our other divisions too. Nationally, what's next for us is, you know, we just are trying to be innovative and, and really focus on what's the next thing that can be helpful for our customers. You know, whether it be, you know, assessing parking lots or where can we bring technology in to really help the market and, and be able to help our customers out. I think that's a focus for almost everyone at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're sitting at a show where we're connecting with buttons now. Yep. I still have the business cards, but. And it's amazing. It you is amazing. So this deal is amazing. And I mocked it when I got here. But it's so, fun, isn't it? And it's fun and it's easy to get people's contacts. And this is truly an amazing way to be able to connect. Yeah. And we're getting away from business cards and the old way of doing things. Yeah. And we're moving forward. I was just thinking earlier, I'm like, what else can we do with this oh, type yeah. of technology? And then just working with logistics and your team. And there's a lot of things. Well, and have you ever been to a concert? Yes. where they have the wristbands yes. that are almost the exact same Exactly deal. same thing, and right? It, you know what I mean? So the technology that's moving forward in construction, yeah. I feel like construction for the most part follows technology. It doesn't lead it. So we kind of stumble into it. Correct. You know, the companies that are, that are leading the way in facility management and those type of things, we see it a lot with reactive type work. Yep. There's a pothole in my parking lot. You need somebody out in 24 hours to get to it. You know, so those type of technologies are there. They're they're being more and more used. And actually, I just hired somebody that's pushing my foot and pushing my back and going, all right, we need. We have, I have a couple other things that I would like <laughs> to awesome. get on the forefront of. That yeah. way we can be the guys that are doing it. Well, I'm excited to see what happens next with you guys. You'll have to come back. I want to hear what happens absolutely. with this process. No, absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. Thank you for being on the show. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. All right, thanks.